Welcome everybody to Georgie's Global Village. Today, I am talking to three badass mothers and women who have a few things in common. They were married and had children. They got divorced and managed to get back on the horse to find new love. I hope their story today will inspire single mothers around the world to take the leap of faith. Ladies, welcome and thank you for joining. Would you like to introduce yourselves, please? Hi, Georgie. Um, my name is Tiamiga Davidson. I have four children from my previous marriage and none from my current relationship, and we are keeping it that way. Hi, Georgie. This is Innocenti Afa. I have an interesting story. I was previously married and had a son who passed away a couple of years ago and uh, found new love and just had a baby daughter five months ago. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. This is Sparkle. Um, I have two daughters, 18 and 9, and um, I'm divorced and I'm actually pregnant with my third child with um, the new person in my life. Congratulations. Congrats. <laughs> Lovely to hear. That is, uh, that is a gap, but you've got babysitters. So that, that you I, know. Do. <laughs> I do. I do. it out perfectly so that, that each perfect. baby has someone that can stay home with them. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got a 13 year difference between the firstborn and my last. So. I'll see yeah. you understand. Oh, I get it. It'll all work out. Thank you for that introduction, ladies. Do you mind telling us a little bit, a bit more about how long you were married and then how long you were single before finding love again? This is Sparkle. Um, I was married. Let's see. We were together for about eight years, married five of those years. And I, let's see, after divorce, I took a good three years to really find myself and, you know, I took therapy and I just really needed some time to, to take a step back, understand who I was so that I wouldn't bring any of that baggage into the next relationship. This is I, I was going to say that I absolutely am all for therapy. I was married for like five years altogether, about nine. We got engaged pretty quickly, maybe a year, but had a very, very extended um, engagement. Um, after the divorce, I did this thing I call myself lifetime, which was like for a year. I took myself out, you know, went and ate the park. I love hiking and riding the trails. Just that all by myself. It was really good. Um, and then afterwards, I kind of went ahead and still are, you know, going through therapy where you different classes for parenting and for relationship-wise, which actually I think is a good idea for everybody. Regardless, I feel like it's okay or not. It just helps. Isn't it wonderful when you can date yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is wonderful. <laughs> this is an Ocentia. Uh, I can relate on some level as well. I was married for almost years. Um, had a short engagement as well. And I was also very young. I mean, 22 when I got married the first time. So super young, I think, looking back, of course, in hindsight. Uh, and the person I was married to was also a little older than me, by 12 years at least. Uh, I was single for almost a whole five years. 
before beginning to date and put myself out there. I also dated myself, although I think my situation was unique in the sense that uh, my ex lived across the street. We lived in a very, very small community, so there was no getting around not seeing him or communicating with him on a regular, very regular basis, uh, despite how I might have felt. So that really pushed me, I think, both of us to be more mature about things, um, more thoughtful and intentional in our interaction. So it's a little bit of background. Wow. Very interesting. And I, I like the fact that all three of you bring up, you know, self care, self love, self therapy, um, which is very important. And I think we'll get back to that later. Apia, you and I have quite a similar <laughs> background because I think I was married at 23 and for five years or together five years and then stayed single for eight before I decided to start dating again. I was very young as well. So I think that has such an impact on you and how the relationship ends and how it makes you feel, you know, and how you deal with it afterwards. Did you want to be in a relationship right after your separation? You know, what challenges and fears were you foreseeing uh, after your separation? For me, I can say that, um, you know, let's start with the divorce itself. It's sort of like, uh, was sort of like initiated by me. So maybe I was in a better space than he was. Um, however, even with all of that, there are, you know, the things come with it. Like, okay, you know, you, you're going through court, you've got, you're having to sell, you know, the property that were, that's both in names, you know, like selling the house, everybody's name, that stuff is ex really exhausting and really draining mentally. And for me, after all that experience, I told myself, what I would never want to get married again i never want to buy anything with anybody again like everything from here on has to me so that way no power over whatever decision i'll be making in the near future um however um i don't know it's just depending on um who it is i guess that changes your perspective so the challenges would have been, you know, properties, the children, how do they feel? Um, luckily for me, uh, the children were not really attached to him. Um, you know, well, I guess we need to go back. By the way, I did get, I was married twice. So <laughs> my children are from my first marriage with, um, then this one, we have the one child. So, um, the only concern, um, out of here was the one child, which is my five year old Aria. She needed all the emotional support, really, um, you know, losing both parents, even though we tried to be amicable and it was changing, you know, involuntarily. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, thank you for that. I think uh, there was definitely some fear and anxiety around it. I wanted to be in a relationship again, but I was living in a very rural area that was kind of cut off from society and it was not easy to meet new people at all. Uh, I mean, I, I was 12 miles from the nearest store, if that tells you anything, and about a good hour or so from the nearest city of any kind. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was very rural. It's challenging to find people to connect with and people to meet. So that was, that was hard. That was really hard. 
and then additionally, uh, you know, having a child was also an added challenge. I wanted to sure that he was protected and that if I didn't somebody or a person that would embrace him and that I could trust and that he could trust. I gave myself some time to process what had happened and deal with it before the opportunity before intentionally creating opportunities to move forward um, with with romance. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, the question was, did I want to be in the relation in a relationship after my separation? You know, I, I I think it's important to note too that I also have have been married twice, and when you're married twice, when you're divorced twice, it at least for me, it really creates a sense of insecurity within yourself because not once before you've been in a failed situation, especially when you have children. So by the time I was 30, I was divorced twice. So <laughs> I did not want to be in a relationship. It was just so much um, internal conflict within myself and also trying to parent. And, you know, I did not want to be anywhere near a relationship. And challenges that I foresaw, you know, even moving forward with anyone else at the time was, okay, my children are devastated from the situation. I've been married twice. I don't have another mistake in me. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm just, just going to put my children through before. Uh, with my oldest daughter, she had, she had to go through that twice now. So that's really not something that I wanted to really impact, continue impacting my family. And, you know, anyone with a, a young adult knows that, you know, the more, the, the older that they get, they, you know, sometimes they can look at a situation and, and just understand it from their perspective and not really understand it from, you know, the parent's perspective. And that affects the parent-child relationship. So there was a lot of fears and challenges that I, you know, went through while going through that divorce. Um, both of them actually. But I would say that the last one was the most impactful. Yeah, I can only imagine that, especially with children, it makes it uh, even harder. And then, you know, you like you said, Sparkle, your self-confidence goes down the drain because you wonder if it's you or, you know, you take you have fear of taking the next step because you don't know how this will impact your children again. But I think we will, we'll, that will be the next question. So what was key in choosing a partner? Did you take your, your children or your child into account, which I think you did because you bring it up, but um, it'll be interesting to hear what was key for you in choosing the next partner. Well, you know, one thing that was, was key and you're absolutely right. That's something that, it stays at the forefront of your mind once you've gone through something like this. Um, one of the things for me was that, that I felt was missing from the last uh, relationship was just that friendship, that friendship. And, and that friend is for me, but for my children. And so what was important for me was, can this person come in and be a friend to us? Because when things become challenging and life happens, which it most certainly will, do we have that connection to rely on? And, mm -hmm. and to me, that is so important. 
Yeah. So for me, I um, loved my first marriage. I was really, really young. So I really don't think I thoroughly thought through exactly what it is I wanted in person. It sort of like just happened. Um, and then that relationship was very tumultuous. It was abusive, was just terrible in every aspect that you can think of. Now, I exited that relationship. My next one was always thinking, hmm, I want ev- someone who is the exact opposite of what my past relationship was. So that's exactly what I went for. Just somebody who was super nice, worshipped the ground I, work- I walked on and just um, maybe had hidden flaws, many flaws, but he was exactly the opposite of what that past relationship was. I think that's where my mistake was as well because... I then realized, you know, being older, a little bit wiser, um, knowing myself a whole lot more, um, my relationship, I had to make it something that who am I and who is the kind of person that fits me, you know? So looking at, um, you know, let me get somebody who is um, not like so-and-so. It was more like, let me get somebody who compliments the type of individual that I am so you know my goals my ambitions you know um my lifestyle um especially children you know um somebody who gets along with my kids you know uh, my current um significant other right now he's a kid you know do I get along with his kid um how can we blend our family um so it became all of those things that are important to me and um, that's now I feel like would be the better approach for me to be able to have a better, maybe more lasting relationship. Wise words. Indeed, indeed. So ladies, I wanted to share that while you've been speaking and I've been listening, I've just been thinking about all, everything that we know now, all this wisdom that is inside us and that we're sharing right now with each other and hopefully the larger community there's just so much and and george i do i hope you're able to put together another uh podcast just relationships because mm. i think <laughs> there's there's so much to share i'm thinking about all the things we you know could have done differently uh with all the wisdom we have now uh but that being said um I think uh, it was very useful for me and helpful for me in, in deciding to go forward with a relationship uh, to consider somebody who already had children uh, because we then could have that in common. And mm-hmm. in fact, uh, in, in, in that during that search, there were gentlemen that uh, appeared that did not have children. And... In fact, one of them, the person who introduced me to my husband, um, my current husband, didn't want children and didn't want to be with somebody who had children. So that made my decision easy in the sense that, well, you know, but it also made me think critically about going for somebody that had kids, at least one, so that we could have that in common. And uh, that makes all the difference. And, you know, Tammy, when you said, you know, figuring out what you want in a person, that is critical. I literally made a list (laughs) about (laughs) what I was looking for just so that I could be very intentional 
know about it because you can now. I think you know. Uh, I think we can be a little bit more intentional about what we're looking for, and, and go for that. So that helped tremendously, and I, I'm happy to say I think I checked pretty much every box. So, um, helped a lot. Good for you. And I think you can make that box once you are, you know, that list once you know yourself, like Tiamika was saying, you know, like go figure out who you are, what you want, what, you know, what the other person will compliment for you. And then you can make that checklist <laughs> and tick all the boxes. Yes. Relationships require tremendous growth, I think, and maturity. Um, also, you know, I think when you're going forward, with, uh, you know, just if you decide to make it official in the sense that, you know, you, if you enter some kind of a legal, um, partnership, writing out a contract, you know, cause marriage is in our tradition, uh, and faith, it, it's a contract to perform. And so, you know, actually writing out what each of you is responsible for, what you're contributing, how you're going to manage your affairs. And also being realistic, how you're going to marriage the solution should it ever happen. So, you know, going in with those kinds of eyes really, I think, makes all the difference because you're real about it. It's not some airy-fairy thing anymore uh, and level of, um, of reality and depth that, you know, it's hard to have uh, without experience and maturity. Yeah, and I think that the maturity helps us understand too that regardless of whether somebody checks all those boxes initially, that, you know, we are human beings. We are progressively growing, changing, and so will the factors in that relationship. So it's just really being more intentional about, you know, working things out, making things last. Um, and I think it goes back to what uh, Sparkle was saying, you know, starts with that base of um, the friendship. So when you have that, you know, um, it kind of helps open up the communication so that when the progress is happening, the changes are happening, that you are able to actually discuss them without it being, you know, uh, without it being an issue or a fight or you're able to discuss these things and be able to change together. Maybe you'll complement each other regardless of whatever change the other person is going through. So they, therefore, practically what I'm saying is just the, the supporting each other's individuality. Yes. Um, and the next question, which, you know, for me, it's very important, I think, and interesting to hear how you made time to date. I mean, you have kids, you have a job. You know, it's something like, do you even want to make time for it? And how do you make time for it? And how did that look? And then, and I'm also looking at Sparkle who found love during COVID, you know, <laughs> when oh meeting God. was just impossible. So I'd love to hear from you how you all managed uh, finding time to date and what that looked like. Oh, what an interesting story that was. <laughs> so <laughs> we actually met, um, before COVID, but it was, you know, it, it's, if you all have heard the saying, you know, when you're not looking for something, that's when it smacks you in the face. And true enough, I was not mm -hmm. looking for it. <laughs> so what happened was I, I wasn't trying to make time for dating. I was full steam into my career. I just launched my business. Um, I was booked and busy ladies. Let me tell you. And I, so I have natural hair and I went to get my 
hair um, done. And this, um, the, the stylist that I had at the time, she had changed location. She was working out of another location. And so she was actually in space from um, a, an owner in his building. And I was in one day and <laughs> to get my hair done. And I had to pass him to get to my stylist. We just spoke. It was nothing, you know. And but the more that I would, the, the the when I would continue to go in and get my hair done, we just had we had some type of supernatural attraction. Let me tell you. And I think it fighting it because at that moment in my life, it was like I do not want this. I do not. Um, but as, as, you know, life would happen, that, that really turned out to be one of the things I would say for, for me. Um, and it's gone very well. So I guess to answer your question, I didn't make time for dating. Dating made time for, made, made me time for it <laughs> because it just was, <laughs> it just, and, and I wasn't looking for it. And, and honestly, when you don't look for it, that's when, in my experience, it's been the most special. That is amazing. I like that. Um, my relationship practically was almost jeopardized because I was so busy. We met online, uh, Bumble. He actually lived just not even six minutes from me. So I was like, how come I never bumped into you? Like, all this time. Like, where were you? Where were you hiding? You know? Um, at that time when we met, I was super busy. I was family nurse practitioner, um, clinical. So I was like working in the clinic for 12 hour shifts, three days a week. After six hours and I would actually work my actual job that pay three nights a week, uh, for 12 hours. So I would only have Damn, that girl. one day where I would, yeah, I know I was hustling and I would only have that one where I would get off. My shift on Monday morning, I would get home and I would sleep for the 12 hours so that I can get up and drive back six hours to my clinic rotation and check into the hotel. So that was my time that I met him. So we arranged, we were um, talking a lot um, on the phone though. So it was so, the connection was amazing. It's like I could talk to him for hours. It was so crazy that at one point we told each other, okay, you know what? I think we're doing this and we need time for other things. So let's cut down our talk to at least an hour. Let's talk 30 minutes out of the clinic and then maybe 30 minutes before I go to bed. We just never could. We would talk until 1 a.m. and so on. So I was exhausted. And I mean, we could just never. I was so busy. I'd be like, okay, I'm coming. And I'd end up canceling and everything. And he was like, you know what? I seriously started thinking you just went. I knew you were busy, but the many times you canceled <laughs> on me, I felt like maybe we won't get in there. Um, anyways, we met up for dinner. Um, and then, um, I, I, I disappeared again. And, and it was sort of like that for quite a while. So it took us a while to really get. Um, into full blown, like, dating experience. And that really only happened after, um, COVID started and my clinical locations were canceled. So now I was only working just my job and we were able to start, you know, hanging out a little bit more and, 
that progressed where we, again, I think that's going to be George Quest and, you know, meeting kids and whatnot. So I mentioned earlier uh, that I had a friend introduce us when I was finally ready to date. Unlike Sparkle, I got impatient in the fourth year uh, and was was definitely ready to, to move on and um, started to date, but really was just been around in circles, not really finding the kind of people or connecting with the kind of people that I wanted to connect with. So eventually... Uh, I asked a good friend to um, help out, and uh, he did, and he introduced me to uh, his friend, who was actually a mutual friend, and that introduced me to my husband, and I actually initially declined the invitation. I heard a little bit about him, and I said, I'm just not not interested. Uh, and then I thought, geez, I had, a, I had a feeling. I was like, I might be missing out on the best opportunity of my life, you know, and so went ahead and decided to uh, meet. Our first date, which should have been just brunch, was extended by about 10 hours and ended up being a 14-hour date. We ended up being three stop talking. And, you know, yeah, I finally um, said goodbye at 2 a.m. or something. And, and the rest was just a whirlwind. I mean, we um, went through the 100 questions. I don't know if, ladies, you've ever heard of that. It's 104 mm-hmm. questions that cover everything uh, and leave no stone unturned. And, you know, the, the, the idea is to get through these really tough questions in conversation within the first six to eight weeks of the relationship before you fall for the person so that they're honest with you and you're honest with them. He had no idea I had these questions. So I was kind of weaving in these questions. But I think towards the end, I was starting to fall for him. And uh, he's like, are you, what's, what's going on? You're asking some really pressing questions here. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm using the hundred questions. I think he'd heard of them before. So he was like, oh, well, that's why you are asking me about my credit card debt and the mortgage and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was obvious. I was, I was falling for the guy. So we went through the hundred questions, officially started dating about two months, uh, a month after that. And 10 months later, and then married a year after the engagement. So, yeah, I, I was ready. I knew I was ready. And uh, that's how that went. In terms of making night, he lived four hours away. I think I mentioned I lived in a very rural area. So it took a considerable effort, uh, much like both of your relationships, to make it work. But it was fun. It was we were having the time of our lives. Uh and I should say, seeing each other, not seeing each other for weeks, and then seeing each other on a weekend was incredible because we didn't waste a moment and we could really uh, take advantage of seeing one another and together and make time to do all kinds of things, uh, you know, fun things that we typically didn't have time to do uh, otherwise. So it was great. It was really a whirlwind courtship, I guess you'd say, and uh, created the wonderful member that we still talk about to this day. I also happen to be very lucky and uh, was staying with me for part of those for our courtship. So she was able to uh, watch my son while we uh, kind of drove off into the sunset a couple of times and, and really gave me the freedom. She was excited for me and gave me the freedom I needed to to uh, explore 
the relationship and to to take to make time for it. So that's so beautiful. And yes, it's so important to have someone to take care of your kids while you try and date someone, right? <laughs> you can't drag them along until you're sure of the person, which leads me to my next question on how you introduced your new man to your child or children and how did that go and how is it going now? So for me, um, the first time I met Benj- Benjamin is my um, significant other's uh, 11-year-old son. Uh, he also fosters a seven-year-old son who's, you know, mostly with his biological mother. And then sometimes he's with my significant other's ex, who they kind of both started fostering that kid from when he was an infant um, together. So this kid is sort of like between three people. So I don't get to see him much. But the biological son, yeah, that's somebody I see every week. Um, so... The first time I met him, as well as the first time um, my significant other met my kids was just FaceTime. You know, we're just talking and um, we decided this was probably the most mildest way that we can just say hello and, you know, move along <laughs> instead of like, hey, here's a person in front of you. Um, so that's what we always did. Like, um, you know, they will see us talking. The kids would come in and say hi. Um, on the phone and that was just about it um i wasn't i never really planned on um introducing but this time around i just never planned it uh or didn't even know how he was actually going to go mostly i was so busy the relationship was not um you know we were not in a hurry like we were not going anywhere really i love samosas and fried plantains anyways i would go into my clinics and my um work and i I always wanted to get my samosas and plantains, but never having enough time. And it was crazy because one day I had talking about it with him. He bought it and I wasn't able to pick it up. I went right home to sleep. And um, when I woke up, <laughs> there was lots of plantains and samosas in the kitchen. Um, so he, this is how he loved to my kids. He got to my place and he went to the door. He delivered goodies because they had met him on FaceTime already. They knew who he was. And he said, don't wake up your mom. I just need to make sure you guys have dinner when she wakes up. And really, that's it. So sweet. And it was easy. Smooth sailing after that because the kids just, he's a very outgoing cheerful guy he gets along with everybody so this was just so easy for me and i also stay from here and i feel like i lucked out on the um steps and uh category because he just you know he's just a sweet verse so yeah that sounds he sounds very sweet to me <laughs> Yeah, he is. And I think the kids saw that and then thought, okay, why not? <laughs> yeah, well, my friends are like, well, that's kind of creepy. Why did he just show up at your house without letting you be the one, to, you know, uh, allow God? <laughs> like, he literally just introduced himself, you know. And I was like, you know what, the kids already were comfortable with him this time, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're pretty at all. Sounds, yeah, I thought it sounded sweet. Yeah. I would have I would have fallen in love instantly. I love plantains and samosas. I did. I called him. I was like, oh, my. 
Like I don't have to cook dinner. You are so amazing. Yeah, he's 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 a good guy. So I interesting. My, my youngest daughter, she also has natural hair, and so she actually met him. And so it was more of a let's let's move this thing in, and we're friends. This is my friend, uh, and you know, honestly, there was a lot of struggle with him at first. There was a lot of struggle. Is there was a lot of distrust because my children. You know, even after three years, there's still some residuals there when you, you know, you go through something like in, in my second divorce, there was a, there was, there was abuse. There was a lot in my second marriage, excuse me. There was abuse. There was lots of things there, which is why, you know, we heavily relied on therapy to get us through that time. And, you know, anyone who's gone through something so traumatic like that understands that it's a continual process. It's not just boom, you're healed. It is a process. So it was a struggle. It was a struggle for them, for um, them to trust him. It was a struggle for them to be able to separate. Okay, he is not, you know, the ex and and things like that. And so, but now things are things are going really well. Now, you know, we are expecting a child here in the next thirty days, maybe less. So, um, it's it's it, it was a process though, but it, it's so much better. This is bringing back so many memories, Georgie. I'm, I'm really grateful for this podcast because we can book, we can look back on, uh, you know, the dating period, which, like I mentioned, was a lot. And so in introducing, I mentioned, neglected to mention that my, um, husband, partner, Adam has two stepdaughters. So they were five and 10 when I met him. And uh, he brought them down with him during one of our early visits, I think four four months or so after we met. And, you know, it was pretty immediate because my son and his youngest were the same age. So, you know, even if they didn't get along, um, <laughs> they were the same age and they had things in common just because of that. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty easy transition. I would say in terms of meeting each other's children, I, the first meeting between my, between Adam and, and my late son, you know, I wanted, was pretty obvious because of where we lived and there was no hiding that this could be a, his future stepfather. Uh, you know, it, 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 there was not a casual relationship <laughs> and, uh, and, and the, the, like I mentioned, the intentionality behind it. So it was a smooth meeting. Over, however, as time went on, definitely feelings of jealousy arose. Uh, I felt like I was in the middle between the two of them. And um, my son, as much as he wanted to like Adam, was very protective of me and didn't want to share me at all. Uh, I think God was more mature ever after we got married. <laughs> I would say that Adam was... Um, occasionally but it was also protective of me which i thought was hilarious i'm like you're the grown person here <laughs> you know so that was kind of Still that was man. amusing but uh, so there there was those tension. i think that the girls initially felt the same as well they were very protective of their body which is what they call them and um you know i was the intruder and so it was it was challenging uh, from time to time, but I would say overall it was all right. It was it, you know we, we did the best that we could and did our best to get along. 
it makes sense that, you know, your kid, especially if you have one child who's used to having you to themselves this whole time and all of a sudden they have to start sharing you that they would be defensive and protective of you. Um, and it takes time. I mean, getting to know a new person that intimately and sharing your life with them, uh, you know, and especially if you have like had bad experiences, like Sparkle was mentioning, then you, you're going to be wary and they have every right to be, um, and it's up to, I think, the new person to gain the trust of the children and prove themselves to them, right? Or is that too much pressure? It's not pressure at all. I think it's, that's required. The first thing that my husband did uh, when we started dating was he made sure to hand over a gift. This is our first brunch ever. And uh, he found out what my son liked, and which was the drawing and gave him a doodle, which we still have. And so during the entire 14 hour date, my son was happily doodling, you know, while we were getting to know each other. So that very thoughtful gesture immediately tuned me into the fact that this man cares and, you know, he's not just going to things, he's thoughtful and he wants to make a good impression. And that made all the difference. Smart man. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, if you could kindly share any advice you have for single mothers who don't dare take the step to, uh, you know, start a solid relationship because of all the fears and challenges you mentioned and maybe believing it's not possible or, you know, fearing for their children's reactions, etc. Can you share any advice or tips for single mothers? All right, I'll take this one. So... What advice would you have for single mothers? <laughs> um, I would say heal first. That has to be the biggest thing. Otherwise, you're just going to, you're, you're really going to, you have the op, you have the of messing up a really good thing for your life. Um, if you heal first, you know, you, you can become a very destructive person in that relationship, you know, if you don't take that step first. Don't move too fast and listen to yourself. That would be my advice. Yeah, I would say, you know, evaluate your uh, past relationships, uh, what made them fail. Maybe, you know, if it's compatibility issues or all of that, just evaluate all of that. Evaluate yourself, evaluate needs, evaluate what your boundaries are, what your worth is, what you can and cannot stand and before stepping out um, and then don't compromise. Um, it's always sort of like, you know what? I have kids. Therefore, you know what? If I meet somebody who loves kids, that's just should not be the only thing. Uh, that part thing will just set us up for failure in the next relationship. So do not compromise what your needs are, what your standards are. Um, and you will be able to probably proceed with somebody that is fits your expectations and also as well as you fitting their expectations and you can have a more successful second or third, which would be me right now. <laughs> so, yeah. They say third, third oh. time's a charm, they say, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I agree with both of what you said, uh, all the things that you said, really good advice, solid advice all the way around. I would just add uh, to be intentional 
I think uh, with experience, the rose-colored glasses come off, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, going forward can feel like it's a big deal, and it is. Putting yourself out there is a big deal, and jumping into a relationship, and I don't mean that pejoratively, but getting into a relationship is is a big deal. But I think when you go in with um, intentionality and uh, being realistic, it, it, it really helps to get a lot of challenges uh, out of the way. Uh, and so, you know, go through those hundred questions, you know, have those hard conversations. There's, don't be afraid to have those hard conversations. And in my case, I think also introduce the, the person, if possible, to people in your family that you love and care about. I really wanted the input. And again, this is a diff- different approach. Uh, and some people want to keep their relationships under wraps for a variety of reasons. And some people are willing to share right away. I wanted to get the input of my close friends and family, my parents, uh, within the first couple of months. And they all said that Adam had fantastic manners and not in a pretentious way, but that he was really a man of integrity and he has proven himself above and beyond in every way in that respect. And so their initial intuition and perceptions were spot on. And so I'm grateful for that. And uh, I think that's about, that's about it in terms of what to, what kind of advice we want, we want to share. Yeah, I love that. It's very insightful. And I think also another thing you wanted to tell them is go for it. Try. Don't, don't be afraid because you might miss out on the best thing that ever happened to you. Like you said, Apie. So I, I, I literally <laughs> said that. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let go of the fear. It's okay. It really is all okay. Especially if you do your, your homework and if you do your work, if you do the work that's required, you've already done a lot of work in your previous relationships and marriages. You know, figuring out what you want and like and don't like and, you know, learning the lessons. And as you're going forward, yeah, okay. Everything will be all right if you if you build on those lessons, if you're intentional mm-hmm. and thoughtful going forward. It's okay to ask about credit cards and mortgages. It really is <laughs> uh, within the first. <laughs> it's perfectly okay. And money management, mental health, so true. all those really tough, sticky issues you know but that's life and uh you'll be better off knowing the answers to those questions than not thank you um maybe you can share those questions and i can post them for those who are interested and uh i really appreciate the time you took to share very personal stories you know that are not easy to share and think back on but um like i introduced you in the beginning badass mamas and women who are doing their thing and um, yeah <laughs> i appreciate <laughs> you very much and i am sure the that you have inspired or you will inspire women who are listening to you and they will know that they're not alone and there is a sisterhood out there and there's hope and there's love and uh, the doors are open and they should just go for it so thank you so much for sharing that uh much appreciated